Stick Your Neck Out, the weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. Heavy rain that causes regular floods and landslides, people missing or dying, residents cut off in parts of the state, swell rivers, flooded roads. The Army, Navy and Air Force have assisted with flood relief and rescue operations. Still, it is not enough. This was the summer in Kerala in 2018, the century's biggest floods. Since then, every year Kerala has seen a similar scenario. Welcome to the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. It's me, Jean-Pierre Aguiar Duragnona, and today I'm talking to a Cantari participant, Akina Mohan. Welcome, Akina. Oh, hi. Thank you. Akina is right now preparing her Cantari talk, which she's going to present along with the other 15 participants on the 17th and 18th of December. So if you, dear listener, want to get to know these 16 social change makers, make sure to note down these days. Visit cantaritalks.org for the live stream and watch the participants from eight countries present their captivating life stories of resilience and hope. But let's go back to the flood grots in Kerala and our guest today. Akina, several factors are said to have led to the flooding in Kerala. And we are going to talk about that later. Now, I'd like to know, how do you feel when you think about the flood back in 2018? Uh, thank you for the question. So, like, for me, flood means whatever I heard. And like in India, the northeast we have flood in every year, like in Bihar and Assam. So I have heard about that. But when it happened in Kerala, we were like stuck, hard to do. Like I was uh, doing my master's in the northernmost district. And apart from the, that district, all other 13 districts were affected by the flood. We couldn't know what's happening. We don't have the communication. Uh, it's like, uh, I, I still remember the days. Like actually it's the time for our annual Onam festival. We were in our campus. I was in a final year. We were preparing for the festival. And just in a sudden, I think it was start, the rain started on August 9 and continued for the long, like almost one week. And it was like, we were like, okay, it's gonna stop, it's gonna stop. And it didn't. And when it like, is it really happening now, Kerala? And it's like, suddenly the whole festival changed into another mood. Even though I was not in the direct field, but we, we were able to feel that. Like, I know one of my uh, colleagues, uh, she was like, she was uh, there with us and she try, she was trying to connect her home. And since one week, she has no idea what's happened. And it's all all her home was flooded. And we, we could actually relate to that, how hard it was, that situation. We were not even thought about something happen, something like flood will happen in Kerala. So if I think back uh, about just now, I feel like that was a change in not only me. I think I, I would say that flood was a, created a lot of change in Kerala, especially some in and among so many youth. I would say like that, and and until that time I was like, okay, climate change is happening. Everything is happening, but thereafter I said, okay, it's there. It's just uh, in front of us. We have no other option. We have to face it. And now I uh, now I am in like uh, what I what we now I am in the process of what we are going what we can do. At that time I was stuck, and now I am thinking like in a process how to do what to do with um, what I have or uh, like that. 
Okay, okay, interesting. So, h- how do you react to this situation? I mean, back to the, uh, back in in 2018. Um, at that time, you were doing your or finishing your master, and you also got caught up in this flood, right? You were actually in the middle of 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 this whole situation, and that was the beginning of fireflies, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. So I I mentioned about the we are in a festival mode. So we have a, we are joined to everyone joined for the festival and it become a relief committee actually. And we were like, what we can do at that moment? It was the relief activities like collection of material. Like I, as I mentioned, almost 13 districts were almost affected. So we have to provide them food, had to provide them dress, almost everything. That was like people were uh, I don't know whether I say fighting. No, not fighting. Actually, they were. They were happy with whatever they get. They don't mind about their status quo, their like, like they're rich or low, nothing. They just need something to eat. They just need good drinking water, and they just have something to cover themselves. That was the basic need. And we, uh, like, I was in Castrogod. My campus is in Castrogod, so we color, We had a uh, in our campus. We opened a collection center, and I would say in the very beginning we started with a let's say just one box of material and within one uh, it took one week actually we had this collection camp one week we sent almost 16 vehicles of food, uh, materials people from different parts of uh, castor god we just have a facebook post and people came with lot of food dress everything if they come like a mass we have to uh, separate everything we cannot completely just send them so that was how we involved and just after the flood everything became normal like we will get back into the normal life and felt so like we few people were like uh i would say same mind you want to do something and it's like we are normally youth that was the one time when people uh, accepted that so this youth also can do something to at least to social media also like social media become a good network during the flare like all all kind of things about flag good it's just also verified uh, information so then we felt like what we can do and we felt like okay it's a good group we should do something actually for the society we should do use our what togetherness for something good purpose and that's how we form fireflies to to be a light in the dark and like we have a fire inside and how how that normal fireflies is so when uh, one single firefly is flying, it, it has only little light. When the fireflies become together, it gives a much more light. That's how the fireflies concept formed. And we started how, like what to do. And we have started like uh, after the flood, uh, our first activity was a kindergarten cleaning, I would say. Now we, we have this as a project, Color Smile. Like, uh, after the flood, one activity was the cleaning. Like everything was covered with mud, mud, mud. Yeah, I can imagine. So yeah. We had uh, in Trishoo district, we we but we worked with a few kindergartens. We cleaned them and repainted because it. When we think about the children, we are coming back and it's like old muddy places. They will not have any. They they we should give the colors to them. So we started it as a few activity and later now it's run as a color a smile, color a smile project, color a smile. 
yeah then we started uh, about uh, another project was the recycle it's in campus we have a very big campus we need to have uh, some cycle access we don't have that so we started uh, collecting cycles scrap cycles and we fixed that and we started using that for our purpose in campus there is a project recycle mm mm-hmm. that sounds like a sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of work to do so at uh, fireflies you are seeking social change uh, through responsible volunteering um with this movement you are creating a positive green impact in society do you mind explaining how do you are how how you are doing that exactly so uh, like if i take a project recycle in our campus like the collection of uh, what you say the cycles or fixing everything we involve volunteers like we have this activity we post about that when it is when it is inside the campus we have to use the student so they will come voluntarily they will come we will have a, a, some sort of experts who can really know how to fix we will have sessions how to do that and we work together we like we were happy like if at the one point uh, when we got the first cycle we did everything together fixing and painting it was really interesting That's and great. like uh, by one like in within uh, six months let's say six months we had the five cycles and uh, like uh, when i was leaving the campus we had the six cycles and it was really nice to have like sort of like people were happy like students we have already in masters we have a lot of to study and along with they will happy to spend few times mm. it, it, they are benefiting from it and so so and it comes to cycle is the environmentally friendly more uh, what way to transport so we are happy and we take the car smile project also we have we inform volunteer for the volunteers volunteer call people like we have people like doctors came or any we don't have any criteria only this kind of people just don't have we just have people who are ready to spend their time for a course and people just came and like we have the sessions like uh, they come share their stories and their whatever and it's a good network actually uh, like all over and now we have a volunteers all over kerala and it's really good experience from especially when we hear from them like at least they will have any kind of change any point of thing like that they got from via face when i spend time like I still remember about one story, one volunteer. She was a teacher, and she was sharing like until that time she never been in a group. She was so what you say, one so in a not introvert. Like she she was not introvert, but she put herself as an introvert. And that uh, she was a good artist. And after that uh, activity, she become more social, and she was or she just come out from her comfort zone, and she was so active. And yeah. I was really happy about such uh, such a experiences. Yeah, I can imagine. So after a couple of years working with Fireflies, you uh, came to Kantari right right now and want to begin your own project. You are calling it Alamo. Uh, this is a project, if I got it correctly, about environmental education. Would you like to share shortly what Alamo is about? Alamo is what uh, my organization that I found here, not at registered. <laughs> which will be registering soon so uh, through alamo uh, i won't say completely environmental education but in a kind of it's a education process no i don't know i i, I have some problem with this term 
like education means something that we teach some kind of teaching student all these images comes and i i just don't want that <laughs> and like for that thought i would like say thanks to kandari like the concept that we have here so for it through alamo we are empowering the children actually in children are uh, i would say really their asset so they ha- they are responsible actually actually we are responsible for them and they are responsible also we don't say we cannot say like they are just children no they are not just children no that's uh, that's a wrong approach <laughs> yeah so what what i really want to do is like uh, just just give them the space they are lot to learn about the environment and now i say in kerala we are we are, we are limited i'm not say only in kerala in india it's especially very limited when it comes to about uh, learning about environment and i don't want to educate them this is that this is that i just don't hate i just hate that process i just want them to know <laughs> like just provide them platform or just uh, yeah expo- i just want to for them to explore the different uh, pro- aspects of environment and also they should learn they, they should know what's happening they should know what's happening in their surrounding because Once they become adult, they will say, oh, I, I was not aware of that when I was a child. And it, it will be very late. So I just want them to learn, them to know about uh, what's happening in the environment. And they have a lot to do. And I, I strongly believe children have very strong influences. Like, um, especially, I will say, in Kerala, parents are ready to do anything for their children. Anything for their children. So yeah. I just want to take sometimes so much. <laughs> too much yeah but I just want to take that that criteria that thing like okay they they can do anything for their children it's for like conserving the environment is for their children and so so through children I want to influence the elders of the community involved in activities that can really help to restore the local environment Okay, so which, which kind of activities are you planning? So, for example, I would say, let's take the example of uh, uh, Kandari campus. We have this Velani Lake. Mm-hmm. In the surrounding people, like this Velani Lake is being infested by water hyacinth for a long time. And uh, it will be beautiful to see water hyacinth greenery in the lake, but for the health of the lake, it's not at all good. Like, it will have a different side effects, like... Uh, the let's say oxygen demand will be low it's not good for fishes so and so and uh, people doesn't just care about it if uh, like when it comes to global issue they are active and they have voice to rise in social media post share everything it's just in their locality nothing i have seen many times uh, here paul and sabria asking them to join but they never and when we were cleaning like we have this uh, weekly or daily cleaning activity we just have it we just really have it a fun we collect uh, all the fire hyacinths as a group and we actually build take uh, a the uh, island uh, man made island with the hyacinth depositing so people are seeing that the surrounding people are uh, almost they will be sitting and just looking at that at us and there were many occasions they were just giving uh, i don't know what to use that they were just scolding us 
It's okay. like, uh, like from there also we are doing something mistake or they will say you don't have any other work you're just uh, <laughs> you're just spend leisure time spending in the lake yeah, yeah. but they don't understand why we are doing that and they don't understand what do you learn if you spend your time in the lake working together with a group of people sharing ideas like working it's like and these people will I was really mad. Like when I see people come, drink alcohol, and just put plastic bottles in the lake, oh. mm. they are living just close to this lake, and they are just doing this opposite. And I really hate this. I was really crazy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> so, and when we just go and talk, they'll be arguing us. You are not from here. Just you don't know what to do or like that. And that's happened. And like in the activities, when it comes to our alamo, even the cleaning of the lake in nearby is like activity. Like it's not only cleaning the lake. When the community do it together, there's a bonding comes in the community. Now people become so into the boxes of their only family, me, my husband, my children. That's the box. So just come out from that, and children coming together. The adults, elders, everything come. Everyone comes together and work together. It's really good. That sounds beautiful. I mean, that um, sounds really good. So, environment conservation with children. You call them cuckoos, right? Yes. What do you mean exactly with this concept? Yeah. So, uh, initially it was like I want to create a task force, and I have to give them a name. Then few more suggestions came, and I got the suggestion cuckoos, and I like yeah, it's good. For me, I, I I was not aware that it has a meaning crazy. For us, a cuckoo means one is a coil like uh, the bird, uh-huh. and the other meaning like we have so many uh, pet names here. So cuckoo was a very common pet name in Kerala. Ah, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's it's it was pretty cool for me. But I think whenever I I presented, okay, my task force name is cuckoos. People will ask question. It means crazy. So are you crazy? <laughs> and In the beginning, I was like, "Okay, is that the problem?" Then I thought, "Hey, everyone is crazy in a way." Well, I, yeah, I mean, if you think about that, okay, you are crazy because you are kind yeah, of fighting. Yeah, we are just crazy about our environment. Current, yeah, 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 we are just crazy yeah, about our environment. This, this doesn't care. And like then I found like cuckoo. Uh, the other question was cuckoos are the birds which lay egg on the uh, other birds' nest. Yeah. So when we think about uh, that aspect, yeah, it's not that good. But in the one aspect, it's not a uh, engaging in a family. Like they are not ready to build their house and settle. They are just enjoying the life. <laughs> <laughs> they but uh, and but but uh, the one line I got interesting was the voice of cuckoos is considered as the voice of nature. And I was really I really loved that sentence. Cuckoo's voice is considered as the voice of nature. And I I think I took that tagline. Actually, that line I took and I was like. Voice of nature, and we just want to be the voice for nature. Yeah, that's it. So you have a really good slogan right now. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking about uh, names and, and and yeah, actually nominations. Um, the word alamo comes from Esperanto language, and it means alarm or the alarm. Um, and no one chooses a name for such such an organization deliberately. So what are you trying to tell us with this name? So alamo, uh, look, take okay, alarm. I just want to be a bit different. That way, I took alamo. It's same meaning. So alam means it's already when it's take to nature, environment, climate change, all these aspects. Nature is giving us many many alarms. It's a very warning. 
threatening alarms. These floods, every disaster. You can consider it as an alarm. Just wake up. It's already late, late, late. I just want to be, I, uh, I took that, that idea. Like, for, through our organization, we have campaigns, awareness, everything. All purpose of this organization is to just give the alarm. If, if people just wake up, it's, we don't have enough time to stay back. It's all of us. We, it's not only about, normally when we say about any activity, people will say, that's about environmentalists. They just need to take care of. It's not about environmentalists. I don't, I don't know how people can say that. Because we all are part of environment. In a way or other way, we all should be an environmentalist. So we just need to work together. So that's all. We are just want to give this alarm. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, and I think that's a really quite interesting and beautiful name. Why do you feel it's so important for young people to uh, be educated in environmental issues? So uh, I'll say, uh, like, I, I have a master's in environment. Now I've seen people who learn enrollment, I'll say academically, and there are peop other people like here in Kerala. Enrollment is a very specialized subject. We just don't have that much as a common subject. People have too much interest will go for that. What about the other people? They just don't. I I think I have fighted with my friends whenever they throw off the chocolate cover or whatever. Just after eating, <laughs> I just really get mad, and I I think that was the first change I seen. Like whenever I we have uh, get to others, I will be like, if you are eating chocolates, give me the cover. I will put it in the bas basket. Don't put there on the road. Then they'll be really like, what what's wrong with that? And they and later on, <laughs> uh, like even I was not there, they started taking the cover and uh, putting in the right basket. And I was like, okay, it's good. They're just realizing it. It's a need. <laughs> it's, 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 just, it's just a need. We just need to know how to manage our environment. So man or, or people, not I said not man, or people are the only organism in the, on the whole earth putting waste. I'm not saying the, I say waste means uh, not like, like which waste that harm the nature or not suitable for the nature. So we should... It's okay. We can. We have to create some point. We have to create some waste or trash, whatever. But we just need to know how to manage it. We just need to know how to coexist with nature. We cannot take it taken it for granted. That's it. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. A lot of people are doing this. Like they are taking everything for granted. So that's why it's so important. Like people like you that are advocating for environmental educations in schools and and in the communities because it's really important. So. Um, what will this, in your particular case, look like, this kind of environmental education? And why is this education so important? Uh, it's like, uh, so I, I, was, I, I, I said, like, it's, it's become very specialized. For example, taking any other subject, if they didn't have a base about environment, like, everything is connected. If you're taking about architecture, for example, We have architecture strategy, everything that is so aligned with the environment. We have that more like 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 our campus. It's a it's much much more eco friendly building. We have the option, but we are not aware of that. We are just not. We just for look for our con what is our convenience and what is easily available. We are not thinking about the sustainability of that. And for all these aspects, we need to have this in our base. 
and it should not be something that we learn in our masters it should be from the base itself like uh, for even for me i i have seen so many building where like what say uh, bamboo buildings or the building with the only rocks or something like that but i was thinking oh these are very costly so people with so much money can only build it but after coming kanari when we have a exposure week visit to cosford and i was like okay it's possible it's not that much hard but and when we initially when i think about it i think i got uh, from my friends or family i don't know i don't remember exactly this is is so expensive they just put it's expensive it's not accessible and that's not right no we are not then we, we just close the possibility for even try so all these i, I don't know how i'm i'm putting in, in the right words or something no it's right I, i get it i get it just like yeah i'm i'm imagining like like so your plan is like like to go and knock the doors at schools and say okay here i am and i can offer you like um uh an alternative to the natural education you already have and i wanted to to do this kind of projects with the kids or you pretend that people comes to you or how how are you planning to uh, to get yourself known to get out to the world kind of uh so in the beginning of course it should be a struggling period but i just say fortunately i have worked for one year in wynad uh under the organization gold so during that time i have worked with a few schools in wynad district so that was a good experience for me and uh, uh, like uh, i have interacted with the, i have good network with this school so i can initially i have to start with that i really don't want to be the extra subject for the course like after this class time we have one extra like children will just hate it i don't want that i don't want to be in their hate list but in the initially uh, so for example my i will say about my pilot project i'm starting my pilot project just after going from kandari in wayna district so uh, how it's like whether it's a one school uh, i have already talked with that teacher and it's a we have a mglc system multi grade learning centers which started in early 90s so it's like for uh, giving more accessibility to the children from tribals and coastal world like people who are not that much accessibility to to normal schools so it's a special system so i have such contact so i will be going there and uh, this weekend saturday only i will be engaging them and i just don't want to be the normal education i say i i, I will uh, uncut uncut <laughs> i don't want to be that yeah that is really important you say that because um there's something i've heard from groups that do environmental education is that if they are in charge teachers will say like oh god that's so awesome you'll take care of this and i'll do my own thing here and it's perfect you know <laughs> like they 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 split the whole thing and i'm curious to know about your transition working 100% with students um to passing on the content to teachers and encouraging them to run with it so what do you think is going to be the response and how do you encourage a positive one so with the, this school this particular school i had a pretty strong connection so in the when i was working there we have we built uh, we, we created a kinder, uh, kitchen garden there with the children and involving their parents and like i really like the way like and i i i i suggested like we need a bamboo bed apart from the one classroom they don't have anything 
So then what about we creating a bamboo bench and uh, we we bought the bamboos and actually the parents involved in making it. Children really loved it and I was like, okay, that's cool. Then then when I was creating my curriculum, I thought, okay, why 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 could not I start with that? Because I already seen they like this kind kitchen garden making and everything. That time it was uh, limited because actually COVID came. I couldn't go for the further thing, and it's all in a sudden completely gone. So we thought, okay, start the kitchen garden. So in the four Saturdays, first Saturday I will have we uh, we will provide certain creeds, everything like facilities for the kitchen garden, and parents will also be including. And for the children, I just don't want to ask the questions. Let them ask whatever questions they want to ask about. They just want to do everything what they can do, and uh, so like when we give a chance for them to ask questions, they will have a hundred and lots of questions. It's my responsibility to provide them answers. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah definitely, of course. Yeah. Once you open that door, it's like no way back. Yeah, but the point is like you are talking about this school uh, which you already know. I mean, you are talking about a field. Um, uh, like kind of your home kind of you know so it's so a place where you can go ring the bell or you have a key and you open it and that's uh, that's not a big deal but um in your project you want to go to also talk to people out of your field you know so how can you encourage a positive reaction from these people like when uh like why i focus on this school is because i have a connection so when we have created anything that we can show like we did this Like you have no idea, people have a strong, I would say, advertisement rather than the social media at some point. So, like I experienced it, like when I was doing the work in Gunj, like we did an activity in the school, and then next day we will get call from other schools because teachers talked about this. So we they, we also want to involve in this. So it's the one part. And along with this, I have to in the beginning stage, I really have to go in the school by school. It not doesn't matter whether I know the school or not because I'm used to that. Like in when I was working in Vienna as well as Castlegold, we have to go and meet each schools. And some point they are really welcoming for us. Some point they are not. It's really hard to convince them what we are doing and everything. They will list out. We don't have space in our curriculum. We don't have space in our schedule. Whatever. So we have to find way how to convince them. I see. I understand. So let's talk about your long-term goals for Alamo. So I'm uh, currently thinking about a uh, one scholarship program actually. So um, in the beginning, as I said, it's hard to have a a special space. No, so in Kerala, especially, I have to whenever I put any goal, I have to think what is the reality here. I cannot just take it from there. So. Parents are not that much into like like Kandari. I cannot come to the study residential. People will not allow their children. And if I want to reach out to all all children, I have to plan something like that. So we will have a Kanya scholarship program for a time being. Uh, like not a, a residential, completely not a residential one. We'll have a sessions in like. March, April, May, we have these vacations, long vacations. I mean, two month vacations. So we start there. We will have camps, uh, exposure trips, everything in their locality itself. Like to say, if I take a while, uh, for example, if I'm taking Trivandrum district, 
we will have uh, already divided to local uh, government local governing bodies like that and as kerala is blessed with the many natural landscape i say everywhere we have so it's like focusing if i'm taking one school these children will be having a uh, residential camps everything either in the schools or nearby landscape like maybe a forest range or uh, they say waterfall like we have we, ca- we have options like if having camps still i'm not i'm in the processing i i cannot completely give them this is this is this is i'm giving the plan so it's based on this locality they will have this uh, it's a package actually camp will be there workshop will be there uh, activities will be there everything in a package for two months they will have a, not a continuous they will have break also and after this uh, in the june to in the two next two months they will have uh, this communication like once they know about this uh, environment the issues what's happening all this uh, like a uh, tailored to what is particular if i'm talking to a children from the coastal area i should give more focus on what's happening from the ocean like how this polluting everything like they can really connect to that so it should be tailored with each uh, say geography of that people, children they're coming from and all and uh, then the communication thing like how to communicate the community it's really important people should listen to their voice they just should not ignore and go so different mode of communication if for example even the campaign uh, in my one report i was writing like if one girl a 13 year old girl she's coming to knock your door and on your opening and she's saying she's feeling uh, not secure uh, her house is almost going to lost by the seas will be under the sea and she's con- sharing her concerns it should be in the way she sh- she already should uh, know what happened if she exactly know the problem she will have that in her words then only the opposite person will understand the impact or the seriousness of the issue otherwise they will think like oh it's fun children is coming just they will just ignore it i don't want that so we are to work on the communication aspects of children how these art film making everything then they are going to the community in their own community each these tasks they will create the task force in their community the kukus task force so they will involve the elders in the in, like initially it will be more on campaigns then they have activities like for each uh, locality they will have to find what is the exact problem maybe either some forest patch will be drawing some wood uh, tree will be cutting or wasteland will be there or even when you take the houses we have options like waste management compost every options we have but we just not we just not ready to do so that is the problem and we had to fix that problem so that's where my cocoa task force will be working and it's like one and and finally when they complete the activities it's it's will be a continuing process so in the scholarship it's one year scholarship and it it complete with a movie or documentary created by the children itself like whatever the activity they made everything they put together and we will create a small documentary and say we want to show what they did what the change they did that's all mm-hmm. that sounds awesome yeah 
That sounds awesome. So I can imagine you have plenty of things to worry about, particularly since the project hasn't started working officially yet. So what is the biggest challenge that you foresee in or with Halamo? Uh, of course, I would say uh, one is to start, one is a COVID. Of course, COVID is uh, giving with the different, different variants. So it's really a challenge. Like uh, when it comes to children, I have to be very careful about their health. I cannot take risk about their their health and i don't think it's completely possible through online already our children are frustrated with the online classes so and i don't think learning about nature completes if it is only online and that's one challenge and of course the parent side school will be fine more but when it comes to parent side they are just overprotective here so i have to break that step by step <laughs> so to get them it's a bit hard and i think i i can do that i i hope i have confidence then of course a starting stage the financial part should be there i cannot uh, just do just do things so we have certain basic needs for uh, children yeah then that's the main then if anything else like now we are not expecting but we are expecting the unexpected like uh, what happened in 2018 we don't know what exactly when actually when it rains continuously i'm like whether it's going to be flood again really i <laughs> think yeah, like yeah. even in the campus the water level will be increasing like uh, if it rain for two or three days it is the water level increases that's like what wrong with this And then, so, these are things. I think you should, you should also think about, like, uh, talking to the yeah. kids about how to react in such a situation. Yeah. That I think this, this is going to be also a really important topic. Yeah, like, I was thinking about uh, how to prepare them also, like, in kind of, thing, like, collaborating with organizations who can provide that kind of uh, facilities. Definitely. I cannot yeah. do everything, but I can collaborate with organizations. No, no, I cannot, I can collaborate with organizations <laughs> who can provide such kind of, uh, like, and uh, one challenge is, like, I'm still in the learning process. One part, I'm, I have to build my knowledge about environment at all time. And also to interact with the children. We cannot just go and interact. We, we had to learn first how to be the kid again. So, so I'm mean, still in the, that process. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, it's definitely a lot. So you mentioned before that the parents in Kerala are kind of uh, conservative and really overprotective sometimes with the kids. And in our pre- preliminary talk, you mentioned that you were someone who was always protected from their family. One can say hiding behind books. Uh, and at some point with this situation, um, 2018, for example, you went out of your comfort zone and now you are becoming, well, you are a social change maker. Um, how was the reaction of your parents to this change? Like, uh, I would say when I started with the fireflies, they were like, they didn't get that actually what I'm doing. Like, just after the post condition, I would say, Uh, it started with an internship. I want to go for an internship. They said, no, 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 no traveling alone. No, no, it's possible. I said, I have to go. That's part of my, I have to build my experience. And then they allowed me actually. Then they started to have a, they believed me or a, they have a trust in me actually. So I can do, right? I, I, I'm able to manage my, my at least my, able to manage the travel alone. 
when it comes to fireplace initially they have no idea what's happened what i'm doing this they will be knowing with us if you have some facebook posts or instagram posts and some people talking about that they say oh you did that i said yeah i did that we were a part of that <laughs> then one say i i started really sit with them and said this is what we are doing with fireplace this is what i want to do and they said okay one concern is always like what about your expenses uh, will not you will you have the salary all these concerns were so i will have not in the starting we are not working under someone we are working for all others and you cannot take the salary just uh, like that like just like other job and they were bit uh, is not that happy with that like when i say like in between i worked in the goonch and they were like okay it's also social, social service we don't have salary that i was having salary and like okay you will have to get salary also okay interesting then comes the kandari they were thinking okay kandari i'm going to have a job i'm going to earn Uh, it took actually bit time for for me to let them understand this is not a job this is uh, what kandari doing is a like leadership training i have to improve my skills i will have more access to uh, network more ne- network building i can interact with more people will have a lot of experience and initially they were like okay whatever just go that was the thing <laughs> <laughs> and i think now okay. they are really happy like uh, when i uh, wrote about my pro- uh, my issues everything on the uh, like our reports came and everything about the dream speech kandari talk posters everyone sharing and they are like okay and uh, like when we had our ex- exhibition we had our uh, i have a live on that so i sent the video to my parents and they were like oh now you started speaking so fluently you became so smart so like they i could see their happiness and like they really want to come for the kandari talk and i'm like i'm really expecting for that hope to present my kandari yeah, yeah, talk in yeah, front yeah. of them i think we all we are all expecting and looking forward yes, to it really. what makes you choose from uh, to go from working with the youth empowerment field to go for environmental education what is the was it the floods or were this were these just the tipping point in the beginning even when the starting of fireplace itself i was always into some interest towards the environment i don't know where exactly if you ask i don't know where it started but i had this uh, some sort of connection there like normally in the schools it's uh, it's no sorry not to school in the college itself I'm from environment science and I will be sitting with the social work students and they will, I was always uh, misunderstood like a social work student. And I was like, no, why can't you connect this together? That was my first, in, first intention. When even the project recycle started, I was always in the school, okay, it's an environmental friendly way. I always find, see to see what is more into environment or like that. And after coming Kandari, actually, I found like there is something that I really can do with environment or something that I really connect me with the environment. And uh, like, I, I think here only I got the question. When you started, like first you think about environment, when you started to uh, put your wrap, chocolate wrappers in the basket. And for me, I, I actually I couldn't uh, figure out where it started. No one told told me like that. But I I remember my parents never did on uh, putting waste on the road. That I uh, remember. Uh, 
and apart from that i have read in a book one child putting the chocolate wrappers in the basket that was there in my memory which i read in i think in the second standard or somewhere something maybe that all connected me i have some connection i don't know exactly i don't know how to explain it so here in kandari i got exact platform i'd say and i'm really thankful for that to get, give me more focus on what i can really do and and then i felt like this is need of the hour and i have a masters in environment anyway like my friends say you're an environmentalist yes i'm an environmentalist so i should i had to do something <laughs> yeah that's amazing so akina we all agree that the planet is unhealthy right now do you think this project alamo can bring the planet back to a healthy state uh i i i will not uh, say like uh, we will change everything but i believe in the butterfly effect like greta thunberg like she started as a one and it created a the huge movement and when i i talked about uh, with the different people from these sectors i got one message actually when we say about environment we don't have competition like at the end we all have only one aim one goal and it's all about working together so i believe at least i i could start as a butterfly effect maybe like start from here in kerala it's a very small portion in the whole world then we can improve uh, like expand it maybe we can people like at least to few people who are influenced or motivated by this and they start something that really change at least few people change and i feel like that's also great if a few people are even are ready to make uh, be change or change in their lifestyle it's good and it's always better to do something other than doing nothing and i believe in that you are a true believer and that's uh, <clears throat> that's really nice where this this trust comes from like i think i would say i i i learned it from my experiences like i was not that much and i was a person who was not that much self having self confidence but when i put something really i really want to do it then i tried and put effort i saw the result and it's just about trust yourself and do what you can do don't think about what what will happen next just do what put what uh, all effort trust yourself and do then the result will come that's what I, that's where i this comes <laughs> and i think i learned from my experiences whatever i did before i was not expecting i just live in the moment just do what you can do now then i'm done one last question during your studies you realized that textbook knowledge and real life experiences are completely disconnected now you are dreaming to bring a change in the education system through integrating experiential learning on environmental management within existing curricula you have been cooking this project the past seven months kind of and it's about to go out of the oven are you scared worried uh i'll say i i am not that much scared but i am so scared it of course it's not that easy i'm it's it's a it's a what say it's a cooking if you say in your term it's a cooking it's, it can be wrong or like maybe so i'm i'm not i'll say i'm not that scared but i'm scared i i, I don't know whether it's making sense it's like uh, here in kandari uh, i i would like to say about kandari or say at this moment 
like we are we are going through a very intensive journey so we are having all the experience on board and we are learning from that like at like if you make any mistake there are people to you know do a mistake you have to correct like that there are people like polls and all the mentors and all the participants it's a good it's a very huge platform for me and now i'm uh, completely backed up to go and start my own so it's not that easy but i i know i have to like i have to, just when i look back i can see lot of kandaris who made this happen and that's a true inspiration like i i, I can see so when i we uh, listen to so many kandari talks that happened in the past and when we look now like they they proved but they promised they did it like uh, like even 2019 kan uh, 2018 kandari she was my mentor uh, and uh, within two years it was a time of covid also she was also working with the children and we had a session where we were interacting with her and she was showing her project like her campus her children everything and we were like okay it's possible it's not just dream it's a possible dream it's a workable dream and we were like okay now it's like it's only about us we have to believe in ourselves and we have to continuously work for it we have to we, have, we should have this dream and it happen then it's fine yeah I, I, and i think i have i'm in a great place now so i i like i have the i got the strength from them really support everything and i think kandaris should not be that much scary about things we are like a we are changing you know we are <laughs> fiery change makers we should ready to face any challenges face the challenge yeah. move on that, that should be the strategy yeah. <laughs> well i can only wish you all the best and i'm already looking forward to see your presentation at the kantari talks Thanks a lot uh, for your time and thank you for being here and uh, like really I wish you all the best and we are going to be talking maybe in a couple of years and let's see how the project it's uh, Yeah is like I think I hope we, uh, we can talk about the cuckoos at that time and maybe post fortunate to talk about with my cuckoos yeah. either we can yeah, see yeah, that anyway Yeah great that would be awesome that would be awesome So thanks thanks a lot Thank you thank you thank you so much The new Kantari set up out to finish this year's training These change makers from eight countries are going to present their captivating life stories of resilience and hope. Join the live stream and listen to inspiring solutions for global and local problems. Next week, Friday the 17th and Saturday the 18th of December. Look for the streaming link and more infos of the program on our show notes. And there we are at the end of the podcast to restore your faith in humanity. You'll find the stories of people sticking their neck out. Kantari alumni and also Kantari participants every Tuesday on Spotify, iTunes, our homepage and every other place where you get your podcast. And if you subscribe, you don't have to look out for us. We'll be coming to you. Dear listeners, if there is a friend, a family member, an organization or someone you know who is doing a great work in the community, someone sticking their necks out, just nominate them as a giraffe hero or tell us about them. Leave a comment, come and visit us at giraffe-heroes.eu. My name is Jean-Pierre Aguiar-Durañona and I hope you join us also on our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and YouTube. But more importantly, I hope you join us again next week. Stick your neck out. The weekly podcast of the Giraffe Heroes Foundation. 